I often hear a word from God when I least expect it. Does that happen to you? Many times God surprises me with amazing truths when I'm not expecting it from unlikely sources. God absolutely meets me when I'm spending time in my prayer, my prayer life, or when I'm reading my Bible, or when I'm learning with you all when we gather together, or when we spend time worshiping God here in person and at home, and when we're, I'm singing my faith. I always sense God's presence and grow in faith in those ways. But sometimes God makes a profound impact on my soul when I am not looking and when I least expect it. So lately, in this phase of our lives, I read a lot of children's books. I spend time nestled up with our children in bed before they go to sleep and we read stories. But in those moments, I am not necessarily thinking about God. I'm not necessarily searching for God. I am enjoying these days with their little cheeks pushed against my face. I am enjoying listening to their questions and in these tiny moments when they are almost still. And so I came across this book recently. It's called Stone Soup. And in this book, God simply jumped off the page at me and really helped shape my heart. And so I'd like to share it with you today. So in this story, um, there are three monks and they come across a village that has fallen on hard times. And in this village, they've experienced floods, they've experienced famine um, and war. And because of all of this, they are changed and they have lost every sense of vibrance. And the villagers, they keep to themselves. They have their doors closed. They have their windows locked. They don't come together anymore. They stay isolated in their homes and, and they do everything they can to sustain themselves alone. They're very wary of strangers and they definitely don't want to welcome these three into their homes. You know, as I read this book in our context of what we have experienced the past year and a half, it hit me in the face that this is us. This story is us. You know, out of our necessity and out of our love for one another, we entered into isolation, intentionally turned inward and resisted welcoming anyone from the outside into our bubbles and into our lives because we had a common interest and goal to keep one another healthy and safe and well. We have been through it and it has changed us. So when I think about it, I think about Jeremiah 31. So I'd like to share with you a few of those verses. Let's start with uh, verse 23. The Lord of heavenly forces, the God of Israel proclaims, when I bring my people back from captivity, they will once again utter these words in the land and towns of Judah. The Lord bless you and righteous, righteous dwelling place, holy mountain. Those who live in Judah and its towns will dwell together with farmers and shepherds. I will strengthen the weary and renew those who are weak. 
You know, in this story, the stone stoop story, the monks start a fire in the middle of the village and they have a small pot and they begin to heat the water. And a curious child approaches them and they explain that this village, her village, needs stone soup. So together they gather a few stones and they quickly realize the pot isn't big enough. And so off she goes to get a bigger pot. And as the curiosity bleeds over into the rest of the villagers, as they begin to see with eyes like a child, they start to wonder what could happen if I brought some things to add to the pot. So they slowly remember how to give and they slowly remember how to receive and they bring their offerings to this larger than life pot. Household by household, they, the weak are strengthened by the good smelling soup and they begin to gather once again. So our church staff has put the kettle on. We've built the little fire. We've got a small pot. We have a few stones in our pot. But our soup so far is kind of bland. And this is where you come in. You know, as we safely open up our doors and as we have been worshiping together and as we uh, have been singing in our faith in person, thanks to um, the use of our masks for a time being, as we gather together in Sunday schools and as we um, seek to find new opportunities to serve our community and be in relationship with one another, we need some more ingredients. Because our soup continues to be bland without your contribution, without your leadership, um, without your presence. We're in need of volunteers in the office. We're in need um, for help with the Friendship House Ministries on Saturday morning and the food pantry and, and coming to serve breakfast with our unsheltered neighbors and our friends and the community here. We're in need um, to find Sunday school teachers for brand new Sunday school classes that we'd like to start. Uh, we need you to help form new small groups because many of you are asking for them. And so this is where we all come together. So come on and throw some things into our pot. Throw some ingredients, whatever you have to offer, into our pot so it can continue to grow and the soup can become bigger and more tasty and have a better aroma because you are needed. You know, in the book, it's as if the villagers began to remember who they are. They remember who God created them to be. They began to remember what it's like to be in community with one another, um, to give and receive with one another. And as they remember, their joy returns and their hearts are renewed. And it seems like when they come together, they forget a few things too. They begin to forget the bitterness that they had against one another because of all of the hard times that they had to endure and the many disagreements they had alongside one another and the divisions that grew in the isolation from one another. And yet they, they remember the simpleness of their life together. They remembered how simple it is to make stone soup. And they remember how much more whole they feel when they are sharing in the meal together. 
And it strikes me that in this book, um, the village was brought back to life with the guidance of three strangers, three monks. And the Trinitarian connection is not lost on me, and I hope that you picked up on it too. This invitation out of our isolation into God's beloved community is with God and initiated by God. So we are all invited to participate as we can and as we're able to give and to receive in God's village, God's community, and God's body of Christ. As I flipped through the pages in Stone Soup, this one stopped me dead in my tracks. Look at them all. The entire village and the strangers are gathered together sharing in this meal together. And I thought to myself, holy cow, this is communion. So as I sit outside in our courtyard, I begin to remember myself. I begin to remember that this is where we gather. This is where we have been gathering. This is our hub. This is where we serve breakfast on Saturday mornings. This is where we come out of our Sunday morning worship services to fellowship together. This is where our children run and play and reconnect with each other. And this is our communion space in between our two worship sanctuaries. This is where we have been together to share in the bread and the cup. You know, when I think about where we've been and I think about where we're going, this is the space where our windows and our doors need to start to become wide open and unlocked. And this, this here, is where we make our soup. So as we enter into communion together, we remember that Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. And so therefore let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with her whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love and we have not loved our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. So I say, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. 
delivered us from slavery to sin and to death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread. He gave thanks to the bread, broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, remembrance of all of these mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Merciful God, we know that you live at the very center of every good thing. You create it good, and you call it good, and then you give it to us, and we begin to experience and know those things that make for peace. Thank you for that. It's one of the reasons we've come here today to say thanks. We've also come because we anticipate the possibility we may find you in this place. We need to find you in this place today. So give us your joy once again, because too often it feels like we live at the center of every bad thing. Our fear and our grief, our despair and our anger, they can be overwhelming sometimes. So we hide in isolation or try to muster hope from our own strength and resources. We need you to give us eyes to see and to know that which you have engraved on our hearts. That you are in this with us. That we are not alone. And out of the abundance of your mercy and grace, we will find each other and know that we are living at the center of every good thing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.